0: You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, tater tot hot dish, and an I-95 is a bingo ball. You betcha. (laughs) How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten?
1: Why, yes, it does, Tony Kornheiser. Thank you very much. Hey, hey, it's KJ, and welcome to the Midwest Bias Podcast. Let's just get things rolling right away. I haven't even checked if we have any podcast reviews, because we don't. Let's start out with the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. The best thing I saw all week was a package addressed to me with a very nice gift inside of it. I know it was a gift because I didn't order it. There was no indication of who it was from. No receipt that said, this is how much you paid for it, I imagine, because that person, whoever sent it to me, made it into a gift receipt. The gifter was anonymous. I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not. I've asked a couple of you, did you send me such and such? And nobody has fessed up. I wanna say thank you to you. I understand that you might wanna remain anonymous, but if you decide that you could reveal yourself to me, please do, and also tell me what you got me so that I know that you're not an imposter. Thank you so much for the very nice gift. I love it. But please tell me who you are, because that is the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. And now it's time for the most Midwestern moment of the week. It's the most Midwestern moment until the next day. Midwestern moment next week or oh, whenever I please This is a special treat. It comes to us from Jolene Wojcik in Nebraska. Hi KJ. I didn't know if you ever took submissions for the most Midwestern moment of the week. Well, Jolene, I'm adding right here that we obviously do. If you do, here is my nomination. I was driving home from visiting my mother On the highway ahead, I could see someone standing in the middle of the road. I slowed down, and as I approached, a young gal, all bundled up, put her hand up to make sure that I was completely stopping. At first, I couldn't quite understand why, but it soon became clear. You can see from the photos, a herd of cows was hanging out on the highway. Eventually, the cows were directed to cross the highway by several more youngsters on ATVs, a process that took about 15 minutes. Since I was not in a hurry, it was all fine, and you can see the beautiful sunset that I was able to enjoy while waiting for the cows to get across the road. I've lived in Nebraska my whole life and never had this happen. That definitely was my most Midwestern moment of the week and probably of the year. Happy New Year, Jolene. Thank you, Jolene. Um, I've not had that happen to me in Minnesota either. Thank you for sharing. Yes, I'd love to hear your most Midwestern moments of the week, people. Send them in. And speaking of Jolene. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Yes, welcome back to Midwest Bias. Jolene Wojcik from Nebraska. Hi, KJ. Glad to be here. Happy and merry, and I suppose Happy New Year is also in order.
2: Yes, Merry Christmas to all of you up there. You're Thank you're you. as cold as we are, aren't we? Aren't you?
1: Well, let's see. Today, as of this recording, it is 19 degrees, which is a regular heat wave.
2: <laughs> yes, it isn't it crazy when you're below zero and you get to that temperature, it it feels great.
1: Oh, it feels great. Yesterday, it got to 10 degrees, but it was only a five mile an hour wind, and we finally were able to. We finally took Rue for a walk. We hadn't taken Rue for a walk because we thought it was too cold for yeah. several days in a row. But yesterday, I was sweating in 10-degree weather. <laughs> oh, my.
2: Yeah, Dolly, Dolly has been hanging out in the house. She's not been going on any walks either. It's just yeah, too
1: cold. It, it was too cold, yeah. And as you know, the winter weather, the cold weather stopped many uh, Christmas travels as it did mine, and which I'll talk about in a minute. But first, I wanted to ask you about your Midwestern moment of the week. First of all, thank you for sharing. Of course, you can submit Midwestern moments of the week. I will take them. Thank you for submitting it. Sure. Um, Can you expand a little bit on how long were you, do you think you were actually there?
2: Well, probably 15 to 20 minutes sitting there. I actually just thought like maybe a fence broke and they were going to get the cows back. To the side of the road. But after five or 10 minutes, I thought, no, they're actually putting hay bales down on the highway to get them to cross the road, come to the other side. So it was, it was very interesting to sit there. Beautiful sunset I watched as this all happened before me.
1: So you've never seen this happen to you at all in Nebraska?
2: No, no, I've never had this where, where the whole highway just stops for these cows.
1: And everyone paid attention to the rules. No one tried to like weave in and out of cows.
2: Oh, you couldn't have. No, no, there was a lot of them. There was a lot of cows. You could not have gone around them. And it was it was younger folks doing this. Yeah. So I I saw no adults. The the two gals stopping the cars on each side looked like high school girls, and then the the couple guys on the four wheelers that were herding them looked like high school boys. So. They must have been sent out to to get the cows where they were supposed to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the adults stayed in and drank <laughs> booze. Probably. Well, that is a great Midwestern moment of the week. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Okay, I'm going to tell the whole story of the Christmas curveball that Mama, the Hall of Famer, and I were throwing this week. So it might take a while. So if People listening don't already listen at double speed. You may want to stop and change to double speed right now. (laughs) You did tell me once that you do listen to double speed for some podcasts, don't you? Yes, I do.
2: Uh Yeah. And
1: and I criticize, not you, but I criticize, I can't do that. Well, guess who does that now?
2: Are you doing it?
1: I do it. Um, I don't do double. It's like on the Overcast app, which I listen to my podcasts on. It's like one point two or one point three, and okay. it, it it doesn't make the person sound too fast, and I can still hear every word, and it still cuts the time of the podcast down. So it's really quite great. Yeah, one point five is
2: is kind of like what I like to listen on.
1: One point five. Okay. Okay. Well, I had to e crow on that because I do I do I do use it. Okay. So. I, I didn't know this, but winter the winter storm that went through was called had a name. Winter storm Elliot, I think it was. Did you hear that? No, I didn't.
2: Yeah, I think it I was just called... know it was it was darn cold,
1: cold and very blustery. Yeah. So they called it a blizzard, but what they really called it was a ground blizzard because the one one day there was I th- how many inches of snow did you get? I think we got about eight inches, and it was probably on the twenty first of December. Twenty second, maybe.
2: Yeah, we got we got about three to four inches. Is all.
1: Okay, and we got about eight, but they were, so they were worried because that snow was so light and fluffy. Because the next few days it was going to be super cold, and very windy, and so they're worried that that was going to blow the snow all over the road, cause drifts, and it was so cold that salt doesn't work on the roads, so it would be making it you know almost like glare ice situation.
2: Yeah, that's what, that's what we had here. The interstate actually closed um, from like North Platte, which is west of here, all the way into Wyoming and Colorado. So a lot of the trucks were actually told to pull off here in Grand Island to sit it out.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. The original plan for us was that Mama and the Hall of Famer were going to dr- uh, fly to Albuquerque uh, because my... Bonus brother and girlfriend live out there and we have not been out to see their house yet. We were just going to spend Christmas out there with them and my bonus sister and my nephew and his girlfriend. And so we were all going to go out there and I was going to drive, drive the van and carry Rue with me and most of all of our luggage and mama's power wheelchair. And then when the news of the blizzard warning and that, you know, all that whole cold, cold weather hit, we begrudgingly decided to delay my drive one day because I was supposed to leave on the 23rd and arrive in Albuquerque on Christmas Eve. But I changed it to start out on Christmas Eve and arrive on Christmas Day. And the Hall of Famer and Mama were going to fly out on Christmas Eve and arrive on Christmas Eve. But, and Jolene, I think you're part of this, a number of family and friends reached out to us sort of expressing their concerns, I'll put it, about us traveling, especially me, me driving. And so all that stuff came to a head where I think you texted me. I had a few others. Uh, The Hoffer's parents called, and the Hoffer's dad is a former truck driver. He's like, I know those roads she's going to be driving on. She's going to see people in the ditch. It's not safe. Um, I'm really worried. I hope you're adults, but I hope you make the right decision.
2: Yeah. The part of the concern too, is you were going alone. I didn't Uh like that.
1: (laughs) Yep. I was going alone. Rue was going to be with me. So technically not alone, but Rue couldn't help a whole lot in any situation. Uh, so anyway, we decided to change our plans and got me hustled, got me a ticket to Phoenix because you know, and you too, Jolene hate to fly. I hate to fly.
2: Yeah.
1: And The only way to get to Albuquerque is a one-stop. And I don't really do one-stops if I can absolutely, you know, if I can do anything to avoid one-stops, I do it. So I was going to fly to Phoenix. I got a cheap ticket to Phoenix, a relatively cheap ticket on such short notice. And I was going to rent a car and drive to Albuquerque, about a six-hour drive. And we had found last-minute arrangements for Rue. She was going to stay with our friend Minneapolis Lori. Oh! Hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of a week. In Minneapolis. And we had it everything repacked. We repacked all of our luggage because the airline that I booked on is Spirit. Have you ever flown Spirit, Jolene? No, I haven't. Well, they charge for everything. So you can't even have an overhead item without a
2: charge. That's a little bit like Allegiant, which Uh we fly out of here.
1: Yeah. So we decided that the Hoffer and Mama were going to take most, that we were going to check a bag, a huge bag, and I was just going to take a small bag on Spirit because they had Southwest and Southwest lets you have two free bags, I believe, and yep. a check bag. And so we had it all figured out. So I was taking the Mama, the Mama, Mama and the Hoffer to <laughs> the airport on Christmas Eve. And we kept checking the, the app on time, on time, on time. And I'm not kidding. As we're pulling into the airport, the Hoffer said, I'm going to check one more time. Make sure we're on time. It said canceled. And Ugh. like, I've never seen that where it's on time, on time, on time, canceled. Not delayed, but canceled. So what we did was the Hoffer's like, just drop drop us off. We'll go in and see if we can get rebooked. You go to the cell phone lot for a little while. Cause I was going to go to Minneapolis Laurie's house and spend the night. And then the next day I was going to get on the airplane. Well, I went to the cell phone lot and pretty soon I, she said, there's nothing. We can't get out until next Tuesday. And even that is iffy. And have you seen the articles about Southwest Airlines now? A complete meltdown, they're calling it. The, they, they canceled about 2,700 flights in a couple of days and were still canceling when the skies were clear because of scheduling issues. So they're still, they're dealing with all kinds of backlash. And the, the nice thing is they didn't have to sit in the airport for hours. They weren't stranded. I just came back from the cell phone lot, picked him up, and we went home. And then we started the process of trying to cancel my flight and cancel the rental car and get all of our money back. And we were able to cancel all of that, including my flight home, which was going to be with them on Southwest. So it was nice because I was going to fly with them on Southwest, which is where I would be willing to take a one-stop if I'm with other people. But the only thing we didn't get back, and you can probably guess, is Spirit. Ugh. And it was really strange. And then I'll wrap this little story up. But Spirit Airlines, I've flown before, but I've, you know, I'm surprised that they gave me, they wanted to charge me $99 cancellation fee. And I get it. I wasn't, they didn't cancel the flight on me. I wanted to cancel because obviously weren't going on the trip anymore. Well, I, the morning of my flight, Christmas Day, I hadn't canceled yet because I wanted to wait and see if they were going to cancel. I thought, I'm just going to wait because if they cancel, I'll get my money back. There's a good chance they'll cancel because everyone else is canceling. They didn't cancel. I actually got an email from Spirit Airlines the morning of my flight and that said, we'd like you to give up your seat for a travel voucher. Click here to bid. Apparently, they have you bid. Have you ever heard this? You bid. No. Huh. You, you, you make an offer to them. Give me, I don't know, $500 travel voucher and I'll mm-hmm. give up my seat. I said, click on, here, uh, click on this, le- this link to bid, and then you'll find out at the departure gate if you got that bid. So they want you to show up at the airport for a flight that you may not go on or that you volunteered not to go on. And so I called them. I sat on hold for 45 minutes before anyone picked up. They said, yeah, we can't do that over the phone. You have to bid. You have to click on the link. I said, the link never worked the link doesn't even allow, I can't even cancel online. They wouldn't even, there was no place to cancel. It said, it's not working. Well, then you have to go to the airport. Oh I my said, gosh. I don't, I'm not driving to the airport. I would rather just cancel it. What I'm saying is I am offering to leave the plane if you just give me a refund. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. If I give you, if you cancel right now, you have to take the $99 cancellation fee. I said, but you're asking me to give up the flight. So you want me to be out a hundred dollars. I can't help you from here, ma'am. So I got off the phone. I said, well, how about, can I call the spirit airlines desk at the airport? Yes. She gives me the phone number. Well, guess what? I said, is this to the actual spirit desk? Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's to the main airport, Minneapolis airport. And you press six for spirit airlines. And it takes me back to the same spirit airlines headquarters. (laughs) I waited on hold for 55 minutes. I got on Uh. Finally, the guy told me the same thing, but I said, I got a little un-Midwestern nice or non-Midwestern nice. And I said, I have been on hold twice for the long time. I would really just like you to waive the $99 fee. And he said, I can do that. So I got, I didn't get my money back, but I got a travel voucher for the full amount. But now I have to fly Spirit Airlines and I would not recommend flying Spirit Airlines. They were not good. Who makes you drive to the airport asking you to not come on the flight? Oh, that's just nuts. It's very nuts. So anyway, long story short, we didn't go anywhere. We had a nice Christmas, quiet Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Had a little sleepover at Mama's. Zoomed with our family in Albuquerque and um, went out to eat because there was no way we were cooking. We didn't have any food. We hadn't planned on cooking because we were going to be gone. I think the only one who was really happy about the trip being canceled was Rue. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So I just think that the the airlines, I don't understand how they can just cancel on you like that. You're already at the airport. Boom. Now you're stuck there.
2: Yeah. Oh, what a mess. It I- was a
1: mess. But at the same time, we again, we it was a blessing in disguise that we were not... Or not in disguise even. It was a blessing that we were not stuck in the airport. I was able to get them and we just went, had lunch and drove home.
2: Yeah,
1: Yep. Now, your Christmas, did you have any debacles like that? Or were you able to do your planned Christmas outing?
2: Well, we were doing, um, on my side of the family, we were doing it a week early. Because um, that's when it worked for everybody. So, we actually didn't have to deal with any weather issues that weekend. So Very good. But... Yeah, but a little a little cooking debacle though. So my mom, so she's 91 mm-hmm. and not doing the best. My sister lives with her, she's such a saint for helping take care of her, but Saint Sandra. <laughs> yes. I went to my hometown to the house early then before everybody arrived to kind of help my sister and get my mom ready and she had a good day. So so it was good, but my mom was a fabulous cook, but Um, That did not pass on to Sandra and I. I don't cook (laughs) at all. And we just knew it was going to be a lot, just getting mom ready and everything. So we thought we'd order from Hy-Vee. So we'd have turkey and dressing and the whole works, and we'd order it from Hy-Vee. Well, somehow when Sandra ordered it and she went to pick it up, it came back not fully cooked. Like we thought we were just going to be able to put it out. Well, what we got was like the turkey had to be in the oven two hours, the ham for an hour. Um, the potatoes and the mac and cheese for an hour. And so I arrive and she's like, Oh my God, we have a lot to do. And so we're (laughs) getting everything in the oven. Well, then when we got it out, neither her or I have ever carved a turkey before ever in our lives. (laughs) I haven't either. No. And you know, I've hosted Thanksgiving, but my husband, Tim is a great cook. So he does all of that. <laughs> I do like a couple sides. I do my cream cheese, corn in the crock pot, yes. I'll do a, a pie or some, a cake or something, but I don't, I don't like cook the meal. And so Sandra watched a YouTube video on how to carve <laughs> a turkey good. and her and I did the, the turkey and, and the ham and we got it all set out there, but, um, we laughed a lot. It was, it was funny her and I trying to trying to figure this out.
1: (laughs) And now you know, because we've done Hy-Vee, we did Hy-Vee a couple of times during the pandemic, once for Thanksgiving, and I think once for Christmas when it was just the three of us here. And yeah, it it does say you have to cook ahead of time.
2: Yeah, somehow we missed that. We thought Uh we were just
1: picking it up and be ready to go. Yeah, but it was pretty good, wasn't it? It was decent.
2: Yeah, it was decent. It was fine. You know, it's not not mom's cooking, but um, it was it it was better than I could do for sure. (laughs) And then for Christmas Eve, then we went to my in laws, and by then the weather had warmed up here, so we were able to travel on Christmas Eve. And I'll tell just a little short story about Christmas at my in laws. So we always Tim's mom is not quite the cook that my mom is, so we always like to have some good wine with Uh our holiday meal there. So we bring wine and and she would always tuck it away, you know, and so (laughs) Tim's like, Mom, we want to we want to drink the wine. And she goes, well, I like like to have that for my bunco group, my neighborhood girls when we get together. And so last year, I think he said, Mom, we want to drink this wine. So she did. She she poured the wine and we drank it. But this year he's like, you know what? Let's bring a couple good bottles. Let mom keep them for the Bunko group. We'll just drink whatever she has. And I said, yeah, you're right. Well, heck, we went there. She had a great cab, a great Merlot. So she tucked our wine away. We didn't have quite as good wine, but we had decent wine for, for the Christmas meal. So all went well.
1: So, so the okay, I got two questions. So one, the go-to move is to tuck the wine away. unless yes. Unless... <laughs> being asked to keep it out <laughs> yeah and that's okay we're just going to go with that from now on it's fine uh, so that goes to the neighborhood bunco group right and, and and i have a question about that what is bunco is this a nebraskan um, thing or is this midwestern in general
2: or just nebraska oh i don't know What's interesting is there are lots of Bunko groups here in Grand Island. I think they're all over Nebraska. I don't know what Bunko is. I've never been invited to join a Bunko group. I don't know what that says about me, but I have not been invited to join a Bunko group. It may be dice. I don't think it's cards. I think it's dice. But I do think it's a reason to get together and drink wine. I'm not sure they actually play something called Bunko. Maybe they do, but... I,
1: I've heard that uh, they have good wine at these bunco, bunco events.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really I'm sure good he, wine. Yeah, I think in Columbus, Nebraska, they do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like those book clubs where you get together, but you nobody actually reads the books. If you, they don't actually play Bunko. Yeah, it could be. I was in a book club, but I'm not anymore. Just because it's when I moved to this town, it's a ways away from where the book club took place. And about half of the group read the book and half didn't. And it was fine. I didn't mind just chatting about anything, but I also wanted to talk about the book and not many people ever did.
2: Well, that's interesting because about six months ago, I was invited to join a book club here in Grand Island. And it is the oldest book club. I mean, it goes back long, long ago. Like, I think it started in like the 1930s, I guess, that this Whoa. book club has been meeting. And so it was like an honor. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, I, I get the information about it. They don't read books. So <laughs> <laughs> there's like a program. So like I'm assigned a month with another gal and we have to like, like come up with a program or a, a presenter or something or someone comes talks to the group and then you have lunch. You always have lunch. I think they drink wine at this book club, too, at lunch.
1: Oh. (laughs) So, um,
2: but there is no books. No books. But they call it book club. But it's called book club. Yep. That is
1: interesting. Now, that wouldn't bother me if I knew ahead of time there was no book and it was just more of a social club. Sure. uh, I would be okay with that. And it really doesn't. I'm just, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic saying that it bothers me that they don't read the book or that we don't talk about the book. But- if I know there's no book, I I wouldn't be upset by that. That sounds really fun, except for the part where you have to come up with
2: your own program. I don't think I'd like that very much. Yeah, I I, I think it'll be okay. I haven't had to do that yet. They let the new people be a part of it for a year before you have to do anything. So. Oh,
1: see what you're getting into.
2: <laughs> yeah. So see, I've just gone to some of the meetings and, and they've been fine.
1: And they've had good wine.
2: Yes. But good. you know what? I've gone back to work, so I have not partaken in the wine because it's it's at 12:30 in the afternoon.
1: Oh, shoot. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, but it's been fun. Oh, good. Good. Well, I I really like the idea of having a book club but not reading an actual book. Like yeah. no book being signed to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to some tweets. Letters, emails that we've gotten since the last episode. So this is from Will at Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R. He's asking, is this how it's done in your town? And it's he sent us a tweet from Sam Bergman at Viola North, who lives in Minnesota. I looked at his profile. It says, why are Minnesotans completely incapable of understanding that the front car in a left turn lane needs to pull into the intersection when the light turns green, even if you have to wait to make the turn? Question mark. So Jolene, is this how it's done in your town?
2: Well, so Sam asked about why Minnesotans are doing this. Mm -hmm. There are many, many drivers. I run into this all the time here. No matter where you live, I think there are people that just Don't pull up and get ready to go when when it's their turn. So I don't think it's it's just Minnesotans.
1: I wonder where, so Will wants to know if it's how it's done in my town. I haven't really noticed that in my town. And when I drive up in the cities where there's a lot more traffic than where I live, I don't notice it. I think people pull out into the intersection. So I want to know where Sam's driving. I bet it's Minneapolis, St. Paul. But I see people pulling into the intersection.
2: So yeah, you're saying I,
1: that you don't, that, that you see people all the time waiting in that turn lane. And then by the time they're able to turn, it turns yellow, right?
2: Yes. And it's like, geez, at least one or two cars should be able to make the light. <laughs> right. If you would just get out there. And so, yeah, it, it causes a little anxiety. You yeah. know, I have my spa channel on the XM radio. so That's helpful sometimes. The
1: spa channel. <laughs> Yes. What it's number very, is that?
2: You know, I don't know. I have it pre-programmed, pre-programmed into my car, okay. but it is, is for times like that, when the driver is not pulling out where they should be, it's good to have the spot channel on.
1: So do you, is this premeditated? Do, when you pull into a left turn lane and you're at the red light, do you say, oh, I'm going
2: to put my spot channel on because this is going to be bad? No. Okay. No. Well. I have this. I just have the spot channel on quite often.
1: You know, it, it's probably a good way to combat road rage.
2: Yes, it is. It's very soothing. I'm not so. saying
1: that you would be, I don't think Jolene from Nebraska would be capable of road rage, but that might be something good for me. Uh, I don't have road rage, but I do get angry with drivers like this. Um, I guess I have seen this. I mean, it's not like I've never, ever seen this, but I don't see it regularly. But when I yeah. do see it, I am like, come on, get out there.
2: yes. Yes.
1: But apparently Sam sees it a lot with Minnesotans. But I like your answer. It's everywhere. Yeah. There you have it, Will. It's not just Minnesotans. Okay, let's move on to a a letter we got or an email we got from Ed Butt. Here it is. So what does, quote, the other day, end quote, mean? Taken literally, it could mean any day other than today, even in the future. But that is not how people use it. It means some unspecified day in the past or recent past. If so, how recent? To me, it includes a day a couple of days ago and a day a few days ago. But it does not include a day last year or even a month ago. I'll hang up and take my answer on the pod, Ed. Oh, the other day. Uh, I, I, first of all, I have to disagree with one thing he says. I don't, I don't think the other day could mean even in the future. No, I don't think so either. Okay. But otherwise he's got a point. And I say the other day a lot. I use it to mean any day I want it to be some unspecified day in the past. It could be six months ago. It could be a year ago, but I usually mean it recent past, but I am sure that I've said the other day when I have not been able to think when it was just, just the other day.
2: Yeah. What about you? Well, if I'm saying the other day, I'm talking about just a few days ago. So oh. I don't think you can go back seven days. Cause then you'd say the other week or last week mm-hmm. and you wouldn't use it Like if it was yesterday, because you would just say yesterday. So I guess for me, it's kind of like, okay, it's between two and six days. (laughs) If I'm saying the other day, it's it's happened within the last week, but not yesterday.
1: Okay. Probably. So you ride with Ed on this?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would say just a few days.
1: Okay. So this begs the question, what does a couple
2: mean to you? Two. (laughs) No exceptions. Two. (laughs) Two. How about a few? Oh, so a few probably go back to my two to six.
1: Two to six. All right. Here we are lining up with Ed and the Hopper. And what was the other word I used? Couple, few, several. What does several mean to you? Is that more that or less or, than few? I'd say two or three. Oh. Several. Okay. All of those are interchangeable <laughs> to me, as I've discussed before. Okay. So I guess I'm in the wrong here about the other, or not the wrong, but I differ the other day to me means I can't think of when it was. Don't make me think about how long ago it was. It was sometime in the past. Pets. It doesn't matter too much how long ago it was.
2: Yeah. You can you can look at it that way. I just wouldn't. When you say the other day, I'm not going to go back that far in my mind.
1: Yeah. You're going to think it's fairly recent.
2: Right. Yep.
1: And, and I know I have said the other day, and then I've corrected myself and said, eh, probably more like last summer. So there are, in my mind, I must be thinking subconsciously, this doesn't make sense. Clarify. The other day, it's not, last summer is not the other day. Clarify. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, do you think that this, Ed is a Midwesterner, I'm a Midwesterner, you're a Midwesterner, you and Ed are suspect, according to the Hall of Famer, but (laughs) do you think this, the other day is a Midwestern term or uh, phrase, or do you think that this is universal? Or at least universal to the United States of America. Yeah, I think it's universal. Don't you? I, I think I I've think heard this... it from everybody.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, good. So we're on the same page there, at least. Yep. I always wonder, you know, WWJD, what would Jolene <laughs> do or say? So now I know. Was there, by the way, there was something that happened on this, we talked about this on the podcast, and I wondered, Oh boy, Jolene wouldn't like that, but now I can't remember
2: what it was. I think I remember. Oh, you do? Let's hear I it. Think, I think it was the pulling in and getting gas, <laughs> oh, <or> parking. Karen! <laughs> it was parking to get gas to go in to get a soda.
1: You're right. Parking, <laughs> Parking at the gas pump. Yes. And going in to get a soda and then coming back out. Now, I didn't mince too many words with Karen telling her that I thought she can't do that.
2: You, However, were correct. you were okay, correct. Okay,
1: good. Thank you. However, do you think the woman's response was appropriate? Would, it would what would what would Jolene do in that situation if you were the other woman?
2: <clears throat> well, I'd say I like to avoid confrontation, so yeah. I don't think I would get too out of line. I I probably wouldn't have done anything.
1: Would you call her a selfish idiot?
2: <laughs> no. No.
1: Uh, Karen, I think, has learned her lesson, although she did say she's been doing it just to spite that woman, but I don't believe her. I I
2: think Karen has learned her lesson.
1: I think so. She probably
2: rethought it all and thought, you know, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I didn't get one person that thought
2: that that was okay. What about the
1: wheelchair parking, uh, handicap parking?
2: No, I was aware that those lines were there, you know, so that a large vehicle could open up. Is you that were. what you're referring <laughs> yes, to? Yes, you were
1: aware of <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Yes. Well, I really wasn't aware of it, but now I am. Okay. Now there was one other uh, thing that my mama sent me. She texted me an article about tipping. We had talked about tipping. I was going to read the article. I'm not mm. going to, because the reason I was going to read it is because it was such affirmation for everything that... Karen and I were talking about about tipping. The title of the article from CNN, Out of Control, No One Knows How Much to Tip. And they were specifically talking about the little things, like kind of since the pandemic, the little things, like when you go to a coffee place and they have the little machine and they turn it around and right there staring you in the face is the 5%, 10%, 20%, or the little area that says no tip. And feeling like you're being judged and feeling like people behind you are wanting to see what you're doing. And uh, so anyway, there's an article written about it, which made me feel good because I'm not the only one that thinks this.
2: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, even when you order things online now for carry out, I noticed we did it over the weekend and it's already got the tip on there figured at 15%. And then you'd have to change it if you don't want to do that when you pick up your carry out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to highlight a few things in here, but I'm not going to read the whole article. The whole article is too long to read, but I will share it because I do think it's a good article. The, the one thing that I l- found interesting and didn't know, the option to tip is seemingly everywhere today, but the practice has a troubled history in the United States. Tipping spread after the Civil War as an exploitative measure to keep down wages of newly freed slaves in service occupations— Pullman was the most notable for its tipping policies. The railroad company hired thousands of black porters, but paid them low wages and forced them to rely on tips to make a living. Critics of tipping argued that it created an imbalance between customers and workers and several states passed laws in the early 1900s to ban the practice, which I had no idea. I had no idea about that. No, I didn't either. No. And, and so that was kind of interesting to me and then it says tips on tipping. So this is the good part. This is the, this is the part I think people could, well, maybe I could learn from (laughs) just how much to tip is entirely subjective and varies across industries. And the link between the quality of service and the tip amount is surprisingly weak. Um, somebody named Lynn from Cornell said, he theorized that a 15 to 20% tip at restaurants became standard because of a cycle of competition among customers many people tip to gain social approval or with the expectation of better service. As tip levels increase, other customers start tipping more to avoid any losses in status or risk poorer service. And then he said, you should always, and this is what I do. You should always tip workers. You should almost always tip workers earning the sub minimum wage, such as restaurant servers and bartenders say advocates and tipping experts. When given the yeah. option to tip in places where workers make an hourly wage, such as Starbucks baristas, customers should use their discretion and remove any guilt from their decision, expert etiquettes say. Tips help these workers supplement their income and are always
2: encouraged, but it's okay to say no. What do you think about that, Jolene? Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of feel right now with the worker shortage. Mm-hmm. I've probably been tipping more. Mm -hmm. just because I'm so happy someone's there to take my order.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I'm
2: not, yeah. And I'm not judging their service so much. You know, if I, if I got what I ordered and it seems all right, you Mm -hmm. know, they probably deserve a a 15 to 18% tip. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think just right now, just the way things are, it's like, thank you. Thank you for serving us.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I I like, that's a, that's a good point. And. I don't really know. I mean, I know they say that the shortage in workers is related to the pandemic, but it's just on all fronts, everywhere, yes. and including Southwest Airlines. That's mm. part of the reason that they're having this major meltdown is that they yeah. didn't have workers and they needed to rest their crew, so they just canceled all these flights. So yeah, I, it's I just crazy. don't know why it's happening. I mean, that's not a good enough explanation for me that it's just related to the pandemic. Don't these, don't people have to make a living? Like what's happening?
2: Yeah. I mean, I know there were a lot of COVID assistance, but that right. has but
1: that's no longer long there. run out.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: So anyway, this, this article just made me feel like some affirmation because it talked about everything Karen and I talked about, including how the expectation during the pandemic was you tip for takeout, which I had never really done before.
2: So when we ordered our takeout food this weekend, we did tip even though we had to go in and get it ourselves. <laughs> we yeah. left the tip on there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I like your um, philosophy that you're just happy someone's there. I yep. like that. Okay. All right. That may get me to tip a little more with
2: like my caribou coffee, for instance.
1: Yeah. But it's just, they're so
2: expensive. Oh, I know. I know. I got quite a few coffee gift cards as Christmas gifts, that's which are great, fabulous.
1: That's a great... <laughs> Christmas gift it Um, is and in fact there was something I wanted to read about this let's see the, the barista weighed in but she wanted to be she wanted to remain anonymous the Starbucks barista she said you know if I've worked extra hard on giving you all these different things you want in your drink maybe I deserve a tip
2: yeah, that's probably true. When Tim orders his coffee, he's got lots of instructions. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Well
2: sugar free vanilla, decaf, no foam, extra hot. You know. Extra. It's, it's hot? a lot of yeah, a lot of requirements. How so how
1: can he how can he handle extra hot?
2: Yeah, that's the way he likes it. And actually now I'm kind
1: of that way too. Oh, I can't do it.
2: So if they get all of those right, they should get a tip.
1: Mm-hmm. So one barista in Washington state said that he understands if a customer doesn't tip for a drip coffee order, but if he makes a customized drink after spending time talking to the customer about exactly how it should be made, it does make me a little disappointed if I don't receive a tip. And then he said, if someone can afford Starbucks every day, they can afford to tip on at least a few of those trips added the employee who spoke under the condition of anonymity.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sp- I'm not an everyday Starbucks person. i no. kind of see that. If, if you're paying no. six bucks every day for your coffee, you probably can tip a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I'm not an everyday coffee person either. So then I get some sticker shock. And recently, Caribou Coffee increased the amount that they charge for flavor. So if you want a vanilla latte, it used to be 50 cents, and now it's a dollar. Oh, gosh. And if you want almond milk instead of regular milk, it used to be 80 cents and now it's a dollar. So we're talking a $2, you know, not, I mean, obviously that's the math is 20 cents plus 70 cents increase, but it's over six bucks now. And so I think that if Caribou is doing that, they should pass that increase onto their employees in their paycheck rather than having us tip more money for a $6
2: drink. But maybe that's
1: not the way I should be thinking.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I I have to clarify though, I don't go to Starbucks daily, but I I have to have my coffee daily. It's just, I make it at home.
1: Yeah, Same here. Same here. Okay, Jolene, I have kept you past our allotted time already. I thank you for joining me. It's been a long time since you've been on. Uh, I've missed hearing your voice.
2: Well, it was great to be here. I'm so sorry for all your holiday and weather delays, but hopefully you got... To spend some good time with your sweet mama in the Hall of Famer, and Rue was happy to have you there. Yes, so, There were
1: plenty um, of silver linings, and we did get to see our folks through Zoom, so there is something to be said there for that. It's not yeah. the same. Zoom is not the same, but we'll get to New Mexico someday. Yeah,
2: when there's better weather.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, Happy New Year to you. Yep. I hope you had a great Central time.
2: Absolutely, KJ, always. Taste it.
1: With the Hall of Famer. Yes, it is Taste Test with the Hall of Famer. Welcome, Hall of Famer. All right. Glad to be here. Yeah, we we didn't... You know, we were talking with... I was talking with Jolene about some of the silver linings of not going on our trip. And one of them that I forgot to mention was we have a podcast. And I got to talk to Jolene. And now I get to taste beers with you. But should we reveal... We talked, we teased about a plan after last, during last episode, we teased about this plan that we didn't know if we'd have an ep- episode, but we thought we might, something special. Well, that was going to be...
0: Doing a taste test with the family.
1: Yeah, of Albuquerque beers mm-hmm. from Albuquerque breweries, so... They had it all figured out, they too. They did, they did. It was, it, you know, It's. it was very much a bummer that we missed the trip, and there's just another reason why. <laughs> Apparently, they have great breweries in albuquerque new mexico and i need to hit them up yeah we'll get there okay so we're here we're not in albuquerque and we're gonna do a taste test and you have selected three beers tonight that's right because and you said you thought there was a possibility that i'd like two if not three of them and so i think you're just trying to get me tanked yes yeah okay
0: we're having our own little holiday celebration here
1: and the other thing I forgot to say when, when Jolene was on was that, you know, your dad had said, I know those roads as a former trucker. I know those roads. She's going to see people in the ditch. Well, I had a friend who traveled on those roads over Christmas and she said, Iowa driving was horrible. We must have seen 40 hmm. cars in the ditch. Not four, forty. 40.
0: My dad was right. Yep. He was really worried about you driving.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. We did talk about that and how basically they said, you're adults now, but we hope you make the right decision. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and another silver lining is that you, you and I, mostly me, but you too, the, the quiet evening we spent with Mama Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we watched a lot more holiday movies. Yes, we did. I, I wrote them all down and... You know, we have our go-to holiday movies every year. And as la- as of last year, we added two more, The Happiest Season. Whoop, whoop. Highly recommend. Love that movie. And we also added A Christmas Story, which wasn't on my list every year.
0: It's not on my list no. every year. Yours, it's
1: yours. Elf is on yours. Yep. Elf is not on mine. You watched Elf. I didn't. Mm-hmm. We w- both watched A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story was mm-hmm. kind of, some of these we just turn on. And we have it on while we're doing other things. and. Yeah. Uh, so Christmas Story was that one. Home Alone, I Watched It, You Didn't. Yep. That That's one that I like to watch every year. Christmas Vacation, we both watched. Yep. And um, The Holiday, we weren't able to watch that this year. That's on the list every year. Mm-hmm. Love Actually is on my list, and I watched it twice, actually. You have a pretty long list. No, that's it. Every oh, okay. year list, Love Actually, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone.
0: Now Happiest Season.
1: Happiest Season.
0: Did you already put... Christmas story on
1: there? And a Christmas story.
0: That's six.
1: Five.
0: Oh, okay. I have, uh, I have two, I think. Well, maybe three now. You have Elf. Yep. And? Christmas Vacation yeah. and Happiest Season. And Happiest Season. But we've watched a lot of cute Christmas movies. And I think I've watched more Christmas movies this year than I have in like the last six years
1: combined. Me, me too. And well, the other one I'm looking at my list I made is Family Stone, but we skipped yeah. that this year yep. because there's a. I didn't want to cry. And Family Stone is definitely a tearjerker. And also I added after last year we watched Eight Bit Christmas. I added that to my every year list. So my every year list is now growing. Yes. But yeah, we watched I'm not gonna name them all, but we we didn't watch any Hallmark movies, which is I need to say that up front. But we watched I watched one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Christmas movies. You watched some of those. Three of the the last three we watched the last two days when we were not in Albuquerque. And I watched The Santa Claus after talking with Rachel Reports. And it it was the first time I'd ever seen that. That Mm -hmm. was cute.
0: And Uh, we also watched a TV show.
1: Yeah, that's on my list. It's included. Snowstorm at Christmas. It's a Norwegian show. It's Mm -hmm. subtitled. And we really like that, too. Yeah. So anyway, if anybody wants suggestions on new holiday movies, we've watched a lot, especially me. And I All don't right. think
0: we're done yet either.
1: We might watch one more. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are a few New Year's Eve movies out there. I don't know of any offhand, but.
0: Yeah. We're still technically like in the holiday we season. We are. So we can keep watching them.
1: We are. Uh, okay. Are we, let's get to the beers. Yes. And you've selected three. So let's discuss that. Okay. Let's review the cheesy rating system that we are using. Zero equals ish. One equals criminy. Two equals oofta. Three equals it's interesting. Four equals ah jeez it's good. And five equals you betcha. All right, what's the first beer? Who's it from? Ed Butt. Okay, this beer's from Ed Butt. We have two from Ed Butt, right? We have two,
0: and then one left over from him that we'll save for the next time. So okay. we have two for tonight from him, okay. and
1: three total. Oh, So it's we're in suspense who the third one's from.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give everybody one guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is Mr. Blue Sky Raspberry Wheat Ale from Griffin Claw Brewing Company in Birmingham, Michigan.
1: Oh, we have a Midwestern beer.
0: Maybe. Ugh. It is 5% alcohol by volume and 6 IBU. So oh, we're going to like very that. very bitter at all. I love that. The can itself is very cool looking. It's a, a light blue and like a 3D image of a guy in light blue with some pretty cool hair and some pretty cool shades. It almost looks like a sculpture and then there's some raspberries Mm. on there and Mm. some other reddish colors but it looks like stone like a person in stone and he's holding some wheat yeah he's holding wheat because it's a raspberry wheat ale you think i'm gonna like this yeah one there's maybe i'm gonna like yes because i'm thinking it'll be fruity i'm just wondering if it'll be more fruity than wheat or more beerish
1: and a little bit of fruit Uh, more beerish so so that's what it's gonna all come down to Oh, you know what? I remember now the one, I forgot to mention this before. So Jolene and I were talking about Southwest and the whole 2,600 flights they've canceled mm-hmm. and even more. So they couldn't get us on a flight, they said, until Tuesday. Yeah. Well, Tuesday, they were con- they still canceled about 2,600 flights. Yeah. And when I was telling Bonnie Burko, oh, hang on. It's the name drop. Job of a week. When Bo- I was talking to Bonnie about those cancellations, our cancellations, and she said, "Make sure you fight to get your money back." I said, "We did get a refund." She's like, "No, I mean like an annoyance fee, like hundreds of dollars. Like mm. this is you, they could, shouldn't have put you through that." Well, with the absolute what they called a major meltdown, maybe. You should look into that a little more. Yeah, we probably could get more. I would call it like a disappointment fee. Oh, well, you weren't annoyed because I was annoyed I that wasn't I had annoyed. to take you to the airport well, and then we had to turn all yeah. the way back down.
0: I was bummed and disappoint, uh, disappointed, I would say, and very surprised that it went from on time, on time, on time,
1: oh, canceled. Yeah, literally, we were driving yeah. into the airport and you mm-hmm. said, I'm going to check if it's still on time. And you're like, oh, what? And uh, yeah.
0: I thought it was an error. But mm-hmm. I, I had been checking pretty much every five minutes mm-hmm. and it was on time all the time. Yeah. So I was just very bummed and disappointed. Yeah. So well, that's I the kind of, kind of fee I want. I don't care what kind of fee
1: you call it. I, I think that it's worth looking into. Yeah. I probably won't do that. No, I know you won't. Okay. No. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Uh, so yes, yeah, so we're going to go with Mr. Blue Sky. Let's go. It's Mr. very light. Mr. Blue Sky. And th- okay. Who do you think you are? It's It's cloudy. Yeah, it is, cloudy. and it's. I would say it's more of like a blonde ale. It's it pretty of light almost in color, looks like
1: a blonde smoothie. Yeah, very very is,
0: minimal head. Yeah, minimal head, but yeah, very very cloudy. Hmm, interesting.
1: Is that your rating? No, nope.
0: interesting. Smells good. It smells like beer, though. I don't really smell any raspberry whatsoever. Oh, I like that. Mmm, it's uh nice and light. It, it, this would be a good summer beer and i would, kim
1: wilson river beer i would say so oh, i would wow. totally drink this on the river with kim wilson is that what our new definition of mm-hmm. kim wilson river beer is I think not so. that kim wilson would drink it on mm. the river but that you would drink it with kim wilson yeah okay uh like i would totally have
0: one of these in cancun
1: mm-hmm. because it's
0: just nice and light i'm gonna have one more sip before i give my final answer i'm giving it a four.
1: Oh geez that's good yeah.
0: I would give it a five if it had more raspberry flavor. Oh, okay. I don't think you're going to like it. If
1: there's a not fact, much... I'm going to throw my number oh, out. Underneath the yeah, table? Yeah, it's underneath the t- table this time. So you're telling me it's more wheat and less... Wheat? I would say so. Then I won't yeah. like it. Okay, it smells like gross river beer. <laughs> Here we go. I taste raspberry in Do there. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't love the flavor though. I mean, I don't... It's There's no... I, I should start really talking more about the aftertaste factor because the aftertaste factor is a big factor in why I rate things lower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't feel, I don't, I don't get any aftertaste factor here. That must be the low IBUs.
0: Mm. You think so? I think so. I said it with a lot of confidence. That's what's most important. Yeah.
1: And then I followed up with, do you think so? Yeah. (laughs) It, this really just sort of tastes like a light beer to me. River beer? I don't. I'm not a river beer girl. Okay.
0: Well, Kim and I are When I'm out on the water,
1: the I need to be very vigilant. I can't be That's right. Half sauced. No. Sauced. Or um, sauced. Or sauced. This is not this is a three. It's interesting. Really? I, get, I gave it a two for you. Yeah. Well, wow, cool.
0: Maybe my i say that's a winner. Is
1: becoming more sophisticated. I mean,
0: if it's a three. Now this next one, it says to roll around a little okay, bit. Okay, well let's just
1: before we roll around, yeah. I would like to say that <laughs> This beer, Mr. Blue Sky, belongs to you for the evening because you gave it a four.
0: Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm getting ready for the next one. That means you'd order it again. Yes, I would. I would definitely order it again. And Uh, this is the one you need to roll around. Yep, because it's a smoothie. I think I'll like it. And it says, contains real fruit.
2: For full and
0: consistent flavor, invert and swirl can before serving. Invert and swirl. Yes, that's what I'm doing. And this is from... This is from Patrick Smith.
1: Oh, was anybody right in their guessing?
0: I'm going to guess at least 75% of the people are okay. right.
1: Patrick Smith. Okay. This is
0: from Energy City. Oh, I was looking at it, yeah, but now, go I'm, ahead. now I'm busy here. Okay. Energy City Brewing. Mm-hmm. Bistro Smoothie. Pink Guava and Banana. Mm. Flavored Berliner style. Mm. Berliner. Okay.
1: Weiss, Weiss Beer. Weiss, I'd say. Weiss. Like Brad Weiss? Sure. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of week. Is it spelled like Brad Weiss? um
0: There's an added E on the end. W E I S S E. Weissy. Weissy. <laughs> I'm going to have some or Weissy beer. Uh, It is brewed and packed for Energy City Brewing at Octopi Brewing, Wanakee, Wisconsin. Oh, we have a
1: Midwestern beer. Beer. Now, wait a minute. It is, let me put my glasses on.
0: See if you can find a... AP, oh, there we go, alcohol by
1: volume. 6.5%. Oh, boy. Brewed and packed for Energy City Brewing at Octopi Brewing. Okay. So it was brewed in Wisconsin. Yes, Wanakee. Not packed. I don't don't really understand that part of it. It was like a... Brewed and packaged. A collaborative beer? Uh, yeah, something, yeah. Something like that. It was brewed. That's why I wanted to reread it, because I didn't know... Okay, all right. Um, You think I'm gonna like this? What I think is, yes, but guava pink guava is not my thing, but it might be. Uh, Our bistro
0: beer, beers have sourness served fresh from the kettle for a bright and lively taste. The can itself. Is uh, it, it's a pinkish label? It looks like a kind of a sunset, like a. It looks
1: very appropriate for our vacation coming yes, up. Yes, like soon.
0: Cancun sunset mm-hmm, with palm mm-hmm. trees. I'm assuming that's the uh, the guava right yeah, there, pink guava and banana, yep. which is very interesting. Banana smoothie. Okay, uh-huh. let's go for
1: um, it. Okay, you go ahead and open it. I have almost Whoa. forgot. I almost forgot the letter. Patrick Smith that was included with the beer that we must read that's right that smoothie looks delicious (laughs)
0: it looks like an actual smoothie
1: yeah it's pink it does look like a smoothie
0: yeah and actually there's some head on there probably about a almost a half inch of head on there it must have been from that invert
1: and swirl method okay I have here the letter from Patrick Smith Smith dear KJ and the Hoffer H-O-F-E-R. Capital H-O-F. I have enclosed some new selections for your taste testing pleasure. I have the same simple rules. First, each beverage must be ice cold when you drink it. It is, Patrick. That we even put it in the freezer for a while to make sure. Second, you must drink the beverages while recording an episode of Midwest Bias. We are doing that. Check. I have not enjoyed most of the enclosed selections, so he gave us 12. Mm-hmm. I have not enjoyed most of the enclosed selections, but there are there are a couple that I have not tried yet. I thought that it might be fun to join you for a taste test, so I also saved some for myself and have them chilling in the beer fridge. So Patrick, if you have in the beer fridge Bistro Smoothie, pull it on out, pour it, and uh drink along with us looking forward to listening to more midwest bias episodes patrick smith thank you patrick i can't wait to try this i think we might fight over this
0: we might and i can actually smell the banana from here
1: as well, you're reading oh okay. i can smell the banana yeah you don't like bananas well, so much no i on do a, in a smoothie yeah i do
0: oh you do okay yeah no i, I like Never it mind. i'm a fan i'm a fan okay you can definitely smell i'm assuming what would be the guava because it doesn't smell like banana. Correct. Maybe a hint of banana. But okay, so it's very, it's like a peachish color. Mm-hmm. And definitely a lot of head. And very cloudy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very smoothie-like. All right, I'm going in. That is very fruity. Mm.
1: It's very good. Now, you said the other one would get a higher rating if it was more fruity. Mm-hmm. This one, this one gets the highest rating.
0: Oh, a 5
1: you, you betcha. betcha
0: it's excellent and it's it's tart ah. like they were saying but really
1: excellent and are you going it's to... flavorful this is not a river beer are you going to put hands numbers under the table for me um, yes okay i smell what is probably pink guava i don't know if i like pink guava but i guess You'll we'll find, find out if i like pink guava banana mm-hmm. Okay, there's a little bit of an aftertaste factor. Ooh, sounds like that drops it a bit. So if pink guava, I think, is a lot like, or un, in another way to say, pink grapefruit, mm. and I don't like grapefruit.
0: Yeah, I can and definitely that's what that. I'm
1: getting with the aftertaste yep. is grapefruit.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say there's some grapefruit in there, or tasting like that. Yes,
1: but I think the banana saves it, and I'm giving it a four plus. So would that be like a four point five? Yes. Yeah, but you can't.
0: She's. This was I, I. was under the table the whole time, bringing my thumb back and forth from a four to a five. Uh huh. I'm giving. Uh, that's what you're, I thought you. You're
1: giving yourself no, credit. Yeah. Then it would be a four. Okay. Good 5. job. Four and a half is what I'm giving it. See? But I, I keep Boom. drinking more, so it's very good. Maybe eventually I'll go for a five. Um, I'm the not more ready. you have, maybe. I'm not ready to declare who gets this one for the night until we taste the third beer. I'm ready to declare it.
0: (laughs) All right. The last one. Man, those
1: smoothie ones. They really are good.
0: They're excellent. Mm -hmm. This last one is from Ed Butt. Yeah, I think I'm going to like this one. It is from Founders Mm -hmm. Brewing, and that's in Michigan. Grand
1: Rapids, Michigan, right? Yeah, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, we've got three out of three Midwest beers
0: really one out of three but mm-hmm. who's counting this one is breakfast stout mm, double breakfast stout, double yes. chocolate coffee oatmeal stout on the picture uh, or on the the bottle it's a, a oh, picture this is a bottle not mm-hmm. a can uh-huh. yes. a picture of a little kid like old school vintage picture of a little kid eating oatmeal is what it looks like and the bowl is a founder's bowl oh so it's an oatmeal stout yes and it's,
1: ooh, 8.3% alcohol mm. by volume. Mm. And
0: 60 IBUs. That's ooh, interesting. Ooh, bitter. That sounds I don't know high. if I'm
1: going to like, I don't know that I like oatmeal stouts. Hmm.
0: Okay, here we go. The Coffee Lover's Consummate Beer. Oh, well, I might like that. Brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter, ooh. and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense, fresh-roasted java nose. Topped with a, fr- a frothy cinnamon
1: colored head that goes forever. Okay, so should I not be drinking this because it's an evening and it's supposed to be a breakfast stout? Uh, I think
0: we have issues if you're drinking it in the morning. <laughs> so I would say tonight is appropriate.
1: Okay. Do you think you're going to like this? No.
0: Won't you go ahead and give me a rating underneath the table? No,
1: that's your thing. Oh my God. That is brown. That's
0: mud right there.
1: And it there's not much head. They talked no. about a lot of head. Maybe no. this thing has gone
0: skunky. No, I don't think so. Although it does say when it was brewed. It was brewed May eighteenth, twenty
1: twenty two. But the head not... is almost gone already. But the
0: head that was there was caramelly looking. This looks like root beer to me. Can yeah, definitely kinda. smell some coffee. Good. I don't smell any chocolate. I smell a zero. Oh my gosh! Oh yuck! Oh no! I kept that in my mouth way
1: too long. Mm, Is there an aftertaste factor there? Oh, there's
0: just a whole lot of taste,
1: (laughs) and not good Uh, apparently uh, from the look of your on your face. No,
0: that's about as low as it goes. Can I do negatives? No. Okay, zero. Wow. So you've got a zero, a four, and a five tonight. Gross. I need to wash it down with a smoothie. (laughs) Okay. Will
1: I like this? Mm. Probably. Alright, I'll smell mm. it. Did you want another taste of this? Just Absolutely not. Sure? Oh Ugh. gross. I don't smell coffee. I might smell a little chocolate. Here we go. Yeah, there's a little bit of an after taste factor here or aftertaste okay. effect. It's not the five I was hoping for. Okay, I might have to put it slightly under the smoothie pink guava. I okay. might have to put it at a four. Mm, okay, not so much a three. No, it's it's a little higher than a three. So you'd order it? I would order it, but I don't think that I would. It would be a I'll try it. Okay. So
0: there, if there was something else there, if that smoothie was there, you'd most certainly I probably would order, order that, order that over this.
1: Yeah, I mean you, that'd be the smartest thing to do. And I think it might be the IBUs or the oatmeal stout. I don't yeah. tend to like the oatmeal stouts. At least that's what I've learned. Hmm. I think we should arm wrestle over the yeah. smoothie. Yeah. I think we both want the smoothie. Uh, we should just split the smoothie and I'll take the breakfast stout and you take yeah, Mr. Blue yep. Yep. Mr. Mr. Blue stuff. Yep. Mr. Blue sky. sky.
0: And then I'm going to go tubing down the river with uh, yeah, my well, friend luck
1: Getting to a river. That's not frozen over or snowed over.
0: Uh, you know,
1: I could do that. No uh-huh. problem. Sure, just get in the car. Yeah. Okay, thank you for joining me. I hope you had a great Central time. I most certainly did. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. On the World Wide Web at midwest Bias. Dot .castos, that's C-A-S-T-O-S, dot .com. You can email us your questions and comments, most Midwestern moments of the week, Midwest Mediator, and anything else, at Pod at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you obviously found us. I listen to my podcasts on Overcast. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yet. But Best Rubber Stamp is. Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net, email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net, or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias, get 20% off your first order. And lastly, I would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. So thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Bye now.
2: Sugar-free vanilla, decaf, no foam, extra hot. Yeah. A lot of requirements.